The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. and entertainment i know there's two chat rooms going on there's one on youtube and there's one in the show we can only see the stuff if you're on the w4cy.com website you guys which if you log into the chat room you can hit talk for tv and see it from the site <laughs> before we get started let's say hi to everybody starting out with my cool outrageous man about town co-host mr ron russell well today's a special day i've got someone on the show from my day from my era when dion and i was young we were the same we are the same age now and we were the same age then so there's so much to talk about her career and what she's done for the world so i'm excited it's going to be a lot of fun we also have tomas domper coming on it's going to be great but before we do all that let's say our hello starting with our cool scotty j in pennsylvania what's up scotty j what is going on guys isn't that funny? I had to figure that, think of that one. Then we got Danielle in, in uh, Wellington, Florida at the W4CY Studios. Hello, hello, hello. Hi, 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 Danielle. How's it going over at the nunnery? I heard you're becoming a nun, <laughs> and I, I think it's wonderful I that you're, you're becoming a nun. I'm thinking about joining the convent. Well, I heard you were joining the convent because they were allowing priests to go there now. Yeah, absolutely. Shutting down the, the factory. Going to join the <laughs> nunnery. <laughs> okay, Daniel. So let's also say hi to the people in the chat room, starting off with B. Claudia from Germany. What's up, B? How are you? Johnny Italia's in the chat room. Uh, Backpack John's in the chat room. I know Eileen Shapiro is in the YouTube chat room. I know Lady Lake is listening. I think uh, Justin Kimmel's listening. What's up, Justin Kimmel? We got a really fun show for you guys today. And you're right, Dion Warwick and you are both exactly the same age. That's right. 50. Yep, exactly 50. And if she lies with me, we've got it made. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun, you guys. So we're but I do remember the Dion Warwick days. I certainly do. Music was changing, and um, artists were changing their style. We went from Motown, Mary Wells, and the great things like the Platters and, and the Ink Spots and all the great black performers who um, were only looked at or listened to by black people because the white population was not allowed to have a black singers in their radio or anything about them. So we kids used to sneak in the schoolyard and put on all the uh, black music that we love so much. And little by little, it started to seep out. Well, Dylan Warwick was one of the, the uppers up there who helped to get the beauty of the black voice out to the world. 
And I'm telling you, the voice is beautiful. And when she began singing What the World Needs Now, well, we certainly needed that at the time. And when I interviewed Dion, you'll know more about that. We also got, because the chat room is just filling up, we want to say hi to Carnell from Twin Radio, Dave Hughes from Stars Now UK. Hey, baby, how are you? Hey, what's up, Dave? And uh, Johnny Italia, I said that already, um, who loves Motown. And everybody says we look fantastic in our jackets. I was just like, about to fantastic. say. Well, we wear jackets often. Um, you guys look I, super I, dapper. I, I, just, I just thought, you know, there's so little respect for people my age. Uh, we are sort of treated like morons or demented human beings. Uh, in a car, people curse at us. In the movie theater, they tell us to, you know, your hair's too bright white. It's glaring off the screen. People are not kind to uh, older people. It's called ageism. Let me know and what I they fight, are. And I, I fight ageism all the time. And um, I dress today out of respect. Not because she's Dionne Warwick. Because I know Johnny Mathis and I love him too. Um, I did it because of respect of our ages. And I thought I would respect her by dressing up and making her feel that she's still in the world that we once knew. You guys we look. All dressed. You guys look what? super dapper today. Like I'm, I'm loving it. I tried mm -hmm. to do the whole blazer with the shirt and the jeans, kind of like the modern day look, and I got called a lesbian. I got said that I was looking like <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres. I'm just like. Oh. Today you guys look like your advice. We're gonna have, we're gonna have to, you know, put a pacifier in your mouth. Today, no. Wait, wait, as long as Miss Warwick's not on, we can we can talk regular. And then Miss Warwick, yes. you know, not Miss Warwick. <laughs> yes, Warwick was. I thought I'd like. He says we look like we're going on Miami Vice. <laughs> he says we look like we're going on Miami Vice. Don't you? <laughs> I see it. I, I see got it. a lot of trouble for that at a very big uh, pre-Oscar party. Some jerk that was drunk came over to me and said, "I look like a faggot." from Miami Vice, the way I dress, and my clothing was very cheap. And then you punched him in the face. <laughs> Don't say that, I didn't punch See, him. See, this, is, this is why I, I could never him. hang out with you guys, because if I hear now, that... For a minute. Now quiet, this is serious business. Keep that big trap shut for one minute. Jimmy just said something that's got me angry. I never punched him. Sure you did, he, after he punched Jimmy, him. Jimmy, would you shut up? You don't know, you, didn't, you weren't even there. You was cruising some of the facts. I was else. not. Please, listen to me. All right. He pushed me in my arthritic shoulder with his fingers and put a hole in my shoulder. And then I hit him. Right. And they said so, in the chair and you should have knocked him out. <laughs> well, Noah, he was a lawyer from Beverly Hills and loaded on cocaine, speeding away like crazy. And he got upset because the girl he was talking to, I walked over and spoke to. As I do to all the young girls I meet, I say, hi, are you an actress? What's your name? I like to give these kids a break. He thought I was straight and I was hitting on the young girl that this old fart wanted to take home and ball. You know, a real perv, one of those wise guys. So that's how it all started. But anyway, this story should never be, have been aired because it's... We've aired it before. Well, I don't care for it. And, I, and don't ever say that I punched him because I didn't punch him. I would punch have. Him. I would have done I it for him. you. I hit him. There's a difference between punching and hitting. Oh, it okay. would have been awesome if Ella Cool J was there and be like... This is why I'm so excited about today's guest, because Dion's song is going to resurface itself again 40 or 50 years later. And I'm hoping that it does something to the stupid people out there 
who are hating, hating, hating everything, everyone, Facebook, they hate, everywhere they go, they hate, everybody wants to be a bitch, every girl's a bitch, that's cool to be a bitch, no, what the world needs is love, because without love, we're not human, we're savages. Okay, so here's what we're going to do, first of all, um, we want to also welcome Darnell Alexander from Twin Radio, who's in the chat room. And you never met Johnny Italia. He's a friend of ours on uh, of mine on on Twitter. Say hi to Johnny. Come start Johnny Italia. There you go. This got to be an Italian with the name Italy. Italia is your last name. How? That's his like handle that he uses. I don't know if he's actually Italian or not. <laughs> Probably. I don't want to talk to you today. Why? Because I don't care for you much. <laughs> I don't know if he's Italian. How, how much is a divorce? Is it the same for Johnny? Are you Italian? I guess he probably is. He looks Italian. But if you divorce a gay man, is it the same as divorcing a woman? I guess the price is the same, right? I guess so. So Save up, save up Jimmy. Save They're up. actually saying, too, that Dion's ready. Maybe we should call and get her on the yes, line. Yes, I'm so excited. I okay, so you got, uh, um, our mic's actually on. Yeah. It sounds like you're hearing yeah. us through the PC mics. No, we have the mics that are actually on. Scott, you can't hear us? Are they, no, I can hear you fine. It just doesn't sound like you're actually talking through your microphones. Oh, no, okay. we're talking in your ear. We're in Pennsylvania. <laughs> Yes, true that. Well, you know, it, it, you sound different. You just sound different. The audio sounds different. Yeah. That's because I'm not using my Brooklyn accent. I'm speaking like an American. No, uh -huh. And he really is Italian. It's his real last name, of course but he's Italian. He, of course he's Italian. Nobody would dare say, my name is Italia, when he was Irish. You know, he'd be killed. So, <laughs> you know. All right, so Crockett and Tubbs, what are we doing here? Let's talk to Dion. Okay, so here's what we're going to do, everybody. While we get Dion ready on the line, we're going to play. She's got a new album. It's called I'm Back. It's coming out on Friday. She's re-releasing What the World Needs Now. And uh, we're going to play it for everybody. And then as we play it for uh, everybody, we're going to uh, get her on the line. How's that? So, Sounds good. Uh, Sounds good. Ready when you are. All right, everybody. So please enjoy. Here's Dion Warwick's What the World Needs Now. Is love sweet love? Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Dionne Warwick. It's the only thing that there's just too little love. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. Oh, not just for some, but for Another mountain. There are mountains and hillsides enough to climb, and there are oceans and rivers enough to cross, enough to last till the end of time. What the world needs now. Is love, sweet love. It's the only thing that there's just too little love. 
We are alive. We are alive. Right, everybody. So that was so, that was Dion Warwick. What the world needs now. Let's just just say something so we can make sure everybody can hear you, and then I'm going to introduce you. Okay. <laughs> there okay. you go. There you go. That's perfect. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, five-time Grammy Award-winning music legend Dion Warwick. Hello, and welcome to the show. Thank you. Nice to be with you. Thank you so much. Let me introduce you to everybody, starting off with my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Hello. Ron. Hi, yes. sweetheart. Can I show you the way to San Jose? I'm not again. <laughs> I'm glad somebody finally found me. <laughs> <laughs> then we've got our engineers. We have Scotty J in Pennsylvania. Say hi to Scotty. Hi, Scotty. Or because it is a true honor and privilege. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. And we have Danielle at our W4CY studios in Florida. 
Hey, Danielle. Danielle, are you oh. talking or not? <laughs> I think she's spellbound. She's spellbound. There you go. Okay. So now I have two other things you've got to do really quick, and then we're going to start talking. We have two super fans. I have a friend. I actually met him on Twitter many years ago. His name's Justin Kimmel, and he found out you were coming on the show. And his mom is, is, is your biggest fan ever, and her name is Rose. So I need you to say hello to Rose Kimmel. Hello, Rose Kimmel. There you go. And then B. Claudia in Germany is our biggest show fan ever in the planet. She promotes us all over the place. So say hi to B. in Germany. What's her name again? B. B. E. E. B. Hey, she's a bee. She flies around like a bee. Gets a yes. Like a <laughs> okay, there you go. Bee. There you go. That's perfect. All right. Now we can get going. I got all my little things out. Okay. Let me shoot at you first, my sweetie. As I said before we went on the air, when you did what the world needs now, you were looking for popularity. You wanted your song to be number one. Of course, you wanted to make money. But you had no idea what it did in the gay community because we, because we were so suppressed, as black people were, not allowed to live in certain apartments if we found out we're gay, kicked out, losing jobs. It was terrible what was done to us. And when I was in the gay bars and Dionne Warwick began to sing on the jukebox, what the world needs now, and everybody would just hum it and sing it, we'd all embrace and cry. We would all embrace because you brought the word that we needed. We needed love. We needed to be understood. We needed to be accepted. And Dion, you did that. And I've waited all these friggin' years to tell you this. And I'm telling you this. I was 19 at the time. You and I are the exact same age, so we came up together. Yes. You are more than a singer. You are an inspiration. You are a spirit. And I'm sure the Lord loves and adores you, and he will take good care of you. Thank you, my baby. Thank you so much for that. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. This is no Hollywood, no Hollywood bullshit here. I don't do Hollywood bullshit. It's such, so exciting. We have a chat room filled with well, people. I just want to finalize that. And now, yes. with the fighting between the Republicans and the Democrats, and of course we still have prejudice among us, your song is going to help people again. Because when they hum it and sing it, they're going to remember the world needs love. No longer anger and hate. Exactly. Thank you, Dionne Warwick, for a second time. You are my superhero. Uh, thank you, darling. Wow. It's a trip, Dionne. We also have, we have every country represented in the chat room right now. I mean, literally, we have Germany, we have Australia, we have Canada, we have the United States, we have Estonia, all kinds of places. So just say hi, general hi to the chat room. To the world. To the world. Hi, there you go. And tell the world, what does the world need? Love, sweet love. You know what that like, is, don't you? You know what that is. Yes. You, know, you know what love is. It's of course God. I do. God is love. We are love. God is love. Yeah, but we are God, and so we are love. And that's what, uh, I don't know about you. I don't God's know about you thinking you God, but I know who God is, okay? No, no, no. But wait, we God. don't play with that. No, God is in everybody is what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, God is in everybody. Good that's people. what love is. God that's is right. love. That's and God. that's what we need. We need him. Come on down here and clean this mess up. Absolutely. You're right about that. And I think that to, to release that, to, first of all, to come out with a new album, which we should tell everybody, uh, uh, Dion Warwick has a new album coming out, you guys. It's coming out on Friday. It's called I'm Back. It has no, a re- no, it's called She's Back. She's Back. She's back. My bad. Isn't that funny? Like, yeah, I, right, we're back. 
everybody's back. <laughs> it should have been she never left. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. That's so funny. I mean, I'm back and I scratched that and wrote she's and I still said it wrong. But if she's back, you guys, it's going to be available worldwide on Friday where she has a bunch of her hit songs reimagined and redone, plus some new songs. And I think one of the coolest things that you have done with the new album, and I can't wait for Friday to get it. Um, yeah. is, is doing collaborations with a whole bunch of really popular artists on some songs, you know, that I think it's kind of like what Lady Gaga did with Tony Bennett, you know, like like bringing a, a whole new audience to your music that might not know it just because it's a young person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I lived on the Upper East Side as well. Okay. Uh, I lived on the Upper East Side. go by. There you go. Let the ladies go by. Right. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, all right. hey, second uh, I'm at a hotel right now, but so you're going to get all kinds of little interruptions. That's okay. At any rate, uh, yes, um, I think it's wonderful that my son, Damon Elliott, who produced the CD, thought enough to think that, well, you know, the younger generation needs to get a, a glimpse of who Dionne Warwick is. And in order to do that, sometimes you have to look at the, the youth that are dominating the music scene and see how they feel. And it was wonderful to know that those that were chosen to do duets with me absolutely not only knew who I was, but they had favorite songs of mine, which was a wonderful and pleasant surprise. They all have to have favorite songs of yours. Even Danielle, our engineer, when she heard the song playing, she's like, oh, I didn't know that that was the song, and I didn't know that that was Dionne Warwick. And everybody knows this, you know, the song, because she's young. She's in her early 20s. Yeah. Yeah. Your, your classic music, your music will never go out. Bert Bacharach, who I had the pleasure of meeting up at Shaw Place, where my friend Perry Winkler lived, who was friends with Angie Dickinson at the time. And Bert Bacharach, I found to be the most introverted man, quiet and sort of mysterious. And I thought to myself, how on earth does all of that wonderful stuff come out of this man who doesn't seem to even be in the room with us? Yeah. How did you find working with him? You know, it, not, it was only working with Bert. It was Bert Backrock and Hal David. You know, you can't yes, forget yes. Hal David. No, they I was going to the next. That was if, next. If, yeah, well, no, you can't mention one without the other. <laughs> okay. Right. You and I had the triangle marriage that worked. Right. And it was wonderful working with both of them, you know. Um, they're both complete opposites of the polar, <laughs> their personalities. Uh, Hal David was basically the stabilizer between Backrack and myself. And so, but we got along famously. We became not only friends, but basically family. So it was wonderful Absolutely. working with them. Now, it's amazing how his music was written for your voice, and it never was intended that way. But I've heard other people sing a lot of, they do covers of a lot of your songs, and it's not really good. And some of these are very famous singers, and I say, stop it, leave it alone, it belongs to Dion. Don't touch it. Don't, don't you feel that way about certain music? Uh, sometimes, yeah, but you know, it's, it's quite a compliment that people <clears throat> sing some great songs, can I tell you? So it's okay. But you've sung only great songs. Every song you had was a big hit. I remember so well. No, we didn't have all the equipment we have today. All we had was a thing called a radio in your car. And no, we didn't have tapes or anything yet. They were just starting. And I remember searching around all the time, looking for one of your songs with the dial while I was driving. Um, 
and it was so fun to hear your your beautiful voice. A, a, a chair is still a chair. A woman. I mean, that song is just blows my mind. Yeah, it's so sensitive, right? Sensitive and, and and delicious like you are, and you could hear it in your voice that you care. You care about your music. You care about your singing. Yeah. And, and I just think that you're a, a legend. Actually, no, really, seriously. And of course, my friend John. My friend Johnny Mantis, who I'm crazy about. I love Johnny to pieces. And you did a song with Johnny. I, I love John. John's I love very him. dear friend as well. Good. Say hi from me because I love him to pieces. He's a sweet, gentle, yes, he uh, nice, nice, sweet fella. I've met Johnny many times. We've had. I went shopping in the supermarket with Johnny Mathis. Yes. And, and we're walking around buying food and nobody's recognizing him. And I said, Johnny, how come nobody looks at you? He said, they don't know who I am. I said, oh, come on, you're Johnny Mathis. He said, no, only the old bags know who I am. We got to the register and I said to the young kid, do you know who this is? He said, no. I said, this is Johnny Mantis. He said, oh, well, hello, Johnny Mantis. I said, you have no idea that this man is the number one singer in the earth, male singer of records. I mean, there are more pregnancies because of Johnny Mantis' music. Yeah. <laughs> so Johnny said, see, I told you, nobody knows me. And I think it's sad that in our country, we forget the great legends. Now, if you go to Europe, Tina Turner, you, Johnny Mantis, everybody knows who you are. Europeans know the American stars. They keep them in their hearts. But Americans, nah, those people, oh, well, they're from another day. They're from another time. Let's get somebody today. And that today is only a minute. You know that. Yeah, I know. I know. But you're lasting a long time, sweet pea. Look how many years. How many years you singing? 58. Oh, my God. God bless so you and your voice. You still can sing. <laughs> you still got it. Sister, you're still so let's do some bragging for the young people that are tuned in who listen to our show who might not be familiar with who Dionne Warwick is. Besides the fact that she's got five five Grammys, now um, six. Now oh, six, six Grammys. Oh, now six Grammys. Oh, you got to update your EPK. She's got more than sixty charted hit songs. She sold over a hundred million records. Um, some of the songs that everybody knows: "Walk On By," "Don't Make Me Over," "Anyone Who Had a Heart." That's my favorite. "A House yeah. Is Not a Home," "Alfie," "Say a Little Prayer," "I'll Never Fall in Love Again," "Do You Know the Way to San Jose," the theme song for "Valley of the Dolls," which is big in the gay community. Um, that's what friends are for. Then came you, Deja Vu. She's worked with Burt Backrack, Hal David, Barry Manilow, Barry Gibb, Johnny Mathis, Smokey Robinson, Luther Vandross, Jeffrey Osborne, Stevie Wonder. Um, <laughs> she got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame in 1985, and she's got two children's books and a biography. And now her new album, She's Back, features her old, some of her old songs redone, new songs. She has a new single, Am I Dreaming, with music Soul Child. Um, she also performs with Kevin Edmonds, Crazy Bone, Brian McKnight, Kenny Lattimore. I mean, these are all like legends in the music of R&B and soul music. Uh, not, not as legendary as you, but like you've really teamed up with some super talents. And I think people are going to love this album. I think that. I think that, so, too. I, think I, I know it. I, I know it, too. And I want to make a great point because I fight ageism all the time. I hate when people think that old people should be old. Dion and I are the same age. I'm 79 and next week. No, I'm not 79. No, but I'm not yet. I'm 78. Okay. So I'll be, I'll be 79 next week. Well, well, happy birthday, darling. Thank you, sweetheart. And I want everybody to know that there is no such thing as age to stop doing. Dion is going full speed ahead like a 20-year-old. And she will go on and on and on because she's that sort of a woman. If it's in your mind to live 
and enjoy life and love God and, and keep yourself safe and sound, you could be just like the young woman. You just keep on going and going and going and going as long as you want to and as long as God makes it able for you to do so. Yes. I've got to go, Billis. i got to leave you. Thank you so much. Congratulations. Thank you. We appreciate it so much. You're a legend. We love it. And I hope the album sells 50 million copies. Right. Okay, play that record, sell it, and I love you both. Thank oh, you. I would also say, Eileen, real quick before you go, Eileen, the interviewer who set, helped us set this up, she interviewed a bunch and your granddaughter, your fabulously talented granddaughter. So say hi to Eileen real quick. She'll kill me. Say hi to Eileen Shapiro. Just say hi, Eileen, when okay. you go. Eileen hey. Shapiro. Hello. It's the right. There you go. Thanks, Dion. Bye bye. 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 Yay. All right, everybody. So, short, quick, fabulous, very pleasant. Uh, hope everybody likes it. What do you guys think? Scott? Danielle? Uh, well, I tell you what, man. She still had her game, you know? Woman's still got game. Yes, sir. Absolutely, she's got game. How fantastic was she's that? She's working her butt off promoting this song. She was on Good Morning America yesterday. She's on everybody's talk show. And she really doesn't have much time to give everybody. Actually, perfect. I saw like on her schedule, because like I, I saw on yeah. her schedule that she's got an interview like every 15 minutes. Right. And you know, <laughs> there's just so much that she could say about her music because uh, most of the people out there don't know her music because they're young and the older ones know her music so they don't have to know anything about it in because my, they know about it already. In my so defense, I'm not very good with names. If I saw like... Okay, Danielle, listen to me, honey, before I come over there and pull your hair out <laughs> Don't cut in when I'm speaking, okay, honey? I thought Wait you were until done. I stopped or I stopped breathing because you keep doing that, and I'm going to have to force myself to pluck out your eyelids, <laughs> <laughs> and then your pubic hair one at a time. <laughs> and give you severe pain. Danielle, you're fine. No, you're not, Danielle. You're messing with the, with, with the big one. <laughs> no, seriously, honey. Because it, it interrupts my train of thought. You know, I'm, no joke. I'm no young guy. <laughs> so when I get a train of thought, I work on it. But He honestly, yells at me for that, too, Danielle. Yeah, Don't worry. It, 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 you know, well, it's, so, it's so today, but so not my day. Because in my day, that's why I hated doing radio. Because I didn't know when people stopped talking, and I would begin to talk, and I overran what they were saying. But um, television is different. We can see our guests, and when they stop, you know, we, we, we begin it. Anyway, I forgot what I was talking about. My mother used to say it was a lie. That's okay. <laughs> Go back to Danielle. Lie. Danielle, come back. Are we sure? Yes. Yes. Oh, of course we're sure, because we love you. <laughs> <laughs> seriously, seriously. You know, when, when, when somebody's on a roll, uh, you disrupt the, the whole moment, the, the whole meaning of the subject. And it can turn around and not sound so good. You know, which they said that we don't sound good. So Danielle and Scott, what do you think that is? Why do we sound funny? Because I keep getting text messages from people that we sound funny. But I got up and tried to see if I could fix it, and I don't see anything wrong. Did well, what I'm wondering, what I'm wondering, guys, is if your audio settings on Skype, if they're actually set to pick up the microphone device that you're using, like whatever hub you're plugged into with those microphones, to use that audio feed, because I have no doubt that you guys hear yourself through those mics. But the yeah, way Skype works is it wants, yeah, the Skype needs to connect but to a we, certain we, audio we source. Hear, we hear you clearly, loud and clear, and we hear Danielle loud and clear. Right, 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 and you would because we're using we have our Skype set to use our microphone devices. Um, so the so I the audience the audience is hearing us through the laptop, 
not I, I think correct. So. I think so. I don't know. I don't know how to actually fix that. Let's see. Hang on. Let's see if I can fix it while we're talking. So talk, talk, you guys. Let me look at this. I thought the interview was very good. It's not that I didn't know who she was. I'm just not very good with names. I'm very good with voices and um, and uh, pictures. So if I hear a name, 99.9% of the time, I don't even know who it is. Even if it's my own family and I haven't seen them in a while. My grandma would be like, oh, so-and-so said hello. I'm like, who is that? Oh, that's your cousin, yada, yada, yada. I was like, oh, okay. Tell okay, her. okay, 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 okay. Save it for lunch. No, no, keep, no, talk about it because we, I got no, we need an audio. This. We have to speak, Danielle. We have to speak because we need to get the audio correct. Oh, hang on. So well, that's why I'm Microphone, speaking. it says. I'm speaking now for the microphone. Do you hear me? Is it clear? Blah, blah, hang blah. on. Hang on. <laughs> you know so what I'm saying, though, Jimmy? Yeah, I know what you're saying, you but. Oh, yes. Warwick interview is going to sound it says, it says automatically adjust microphone settings, and that's not turned on. Should I turn that on? Uh, try to turn that on, yeah. Because you well, you're definitely pulling your feed through the laptop because when the mic is down, we can still hear you loud and clear. What about now? Can you hear me better now? No, I'm still the same. Hold on. Well, the, show, the show's almost over. We'll have it. No, it's clear. not. Well, it's half gone. What time is it? No, it's 3.30. we got like a long time to go. How about this? Uh, How long was Dion on for? 20 minutes. That's a big deal. Okay, so Jimmy... Is your automatic adjusting microphone setting on? Yeah, I just set it on. I just put it on. Automatically adjust microphone settings. It should be off. If you're talking oh. through um, okay. the mic. Do, 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 do. Oh, wait, hang on. Let me see what it says here. HD uh, microphone. Hold on. I never touched any of the settings, so I don't know why it would. Did you right, do it? Hang on, hang on. This is going to fix it. I never touched it, so I don't uh, know. Uh, that's it, guys. There that's you it. go. That's it. Okay. Today we didn't have that on Yay. that interview. Oh. Yeah, now you're going through your mics, guys. Okay. okay. Oh, well, So that what's sucks. the interview going to sound like? Crap. No, no. I mean, you could hear everything just fine. It just didn't sound like you were going through your microphone. That's can you enhance it in any way? Uh, I can enhance a lot of things, Mr. Russell. Oh, my goodness gracious. Great Call balls me of Mr. Fire. Russell one more time. I'm flying to Philadelphia. Actually, I like that. Everybody says and better. And I'm punching you in the face. No, Mr. Russell is nice. That's for old people. Oh, he doesn't like anything that makes him sound old. No, you don't uh, call me. I, what, call I don't you. know why the microphone changed, though. I never touched it. Why should it. they call you Mr. Star? Yeah, I'd love it. Did you do a no, Skype update? Call, call you Miss Star. Um, no, I didn't do a Skype update. I didn't do anything. I don't know why. But now I know about that, so I'll start checking it. Okay. You can call me Mr. Johnson, just don't call me Shirley. Oh, everybody says that they loved it, though. Everybody still says they love the interview, so that's It, it that's was fun. a great interview. It was a great interview. And I, I thought I, it was very nice that she was engaged, even though she was in a very public setting. Yes. Right. I love it. Yeah, well, All it's right. not the old days where they'd be in a studio with beautiful lighting, makeup, hair, wigs, and gowns, and that's how they interviewed years ago. Today, everybody looks like you know, somebody's mother or, or whatever. There's no more glamour or beauty, and that bothers me. <clears throat> There's only one star that I, I'm dear friends with who's my dearest and dearest friend who I adore, and that's um, Laureen Landon. <clears throat> Laureen Landon is the queen of Scream movies. 
And if you go on my Facebook page and look for pictures of Laureen, you'll see that she's truly magnificently beautiful and always in a gown with chiffon and feathers. I mean, she's just the most Marilyn Monroe of today. And I'm happy that some people still keep that image. Uh, most of the time, the people they that, know. Oh, actually, Scott doesn't know Laureen. I don't think she's been on since we. Since no, we've but when Laureen comes back on, you'll you'll pay. Yeah, attention. you'll love her. Is she uh, related to Michael Landon? No. no, 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 not at all, not at all. Also, uh, we should wait, say. Excuse me, I have something important to say. Okay. Today on my Facebook page, Chad's wife, uh, Chad uh, Murphy, his wife Heather, wrote an article, or somebody, her mother wrote an article that she's in severe pain for four months. She cannot get over the death of her husband Chad, and she asked all the Facebook people to write something to her, and I did, and. If any of you out there want to send her any kind of inspiration, help to get better, to heal, to move on, do so. The girl is dangerously needing to be uh, helped, and I worry for Heather. Absolutely. That's nice. I did, and uh, I cried the entire time trying to get through it. It took me about two hours to get through it. Get through what? Uh, the letter to Heather, because Heather emailed. Writing a letter to Heather. Yeah, she messaged me on Facebook like a couple of days ago letting me know how much she misses Chad and how much Chad loved me and he would go home and tell Heather about me and I'm just like oh, I can't do this you're gonna make me cry at work actually B. Claudie says she, she's gonna write something everybody's gonna because everybody kind of knew Heather from Chad and yeah Heather. so just write something nice and that'll make her feel better I told her I said the gray veil will lift and it does and I mean I lost the person I was madly in love with, my, the love of my young life, Saldy George, we were together 49 years, and he died from pancreatic cancer, and it was a shock because that cancer takes you very quickly. And I never had time to adjust, and I was devastated. And there was a gray veil that hangs in front of you where you don't laugh, you don't eat, you don't see people. And little by little, it does go up, 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 up. And she will find love again one day, as I have with Jimmy, because that's what nature does. It makes us repair, rebuild, and regenerate and start all over again. There you go. I also want to say, because uh, Meg said she, Meg, Meg's listening. She's watching and listening. <clears throat> hey, so, darling, how are you? Um, I love you, Meg. Mm. There you go. She says call her, too. <laughs> she always tells me to call her. You know, I have a phone that rings, too. And you I never answer your phone. I know so. that. You know what? You know what? Everybody makes fun of that. Do you, do you realize how many phone calls I get a day and how many messages I get a day? Every morning I go on my computer, I've got over 350 messages, okay, from people that really get upset. Why haven't you messaged me back? Hello? You're not the only person I know. You know, hey, I but know. Meg's different. No, Meg is a personal dear friend. She's family. Of course I give her priority. I talk to Meg for two and three hours at a clip. I mean, I can't speak to other people that long. I don't have the time. You know, this is part of being in the business. People think they know you and you're their best friend, and they expect you to be a best friend. But they don't understand that there are thousands of people out there who want to talk to you or know something. It's just, like, ridiculous. This media crap, Facebook and all this jazz, it's just ridiculous. Years ago, you got a fan letter and you answered it. Today, ugh, thousands coming into your life. Wanting to know this, wanting to know that. I love it. It's fun. No, it's not because a lot of it is just, uh, some of it's intrusive. I get some people that ask questions that I really would never answer and I avoid it. Uh, they're 
they're way too personal. You know, I wouldn't ask that to my best friend. Oh, well, that's different. I don't get those. But I get those. So here's what we're I mean, going to do. Get, I get men sending me pictures of their erect penises. I mean, do I need this? With with notes, like, I got this for you, baby. Could we meet? What are they, out of their fucking minds? I mean, give me a break. <laughs> I get those all the time. I hope you deleted mine, Ron. <laughs> no, I kept it. I kept it because it's, blackmail. When you make no, a lot no, of money, no, no, because it's, I'm, I'm, I, the two inches that it is is so funny. I, I kept it. As a fun <laughs> oh, yes, that yes. Hurt. I send it out to all my friends for for birthday. Happy birthday! How would you like this oh. for a gift? <laughs> so that's what you sent me earlier today, Ron. I didn't know. I couldn't see. Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> you couldn't see it. <laughs> no, I know. And then you sent me back. It could grow. I said, yeah, so could the apple tree. But anyway. Um, <laughs> now you know. No, no, just teasing, teasing, Now teasing. Dee's jumping in. But, so, but seriously, people don't. I mean, I'm flattered. I think it's wonderful that people think of me as a good friend. I mean, like they write, you're my father. I wish my father was like you. My grandfather <laughs> was like you. My great, 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 great grandfather was like you. You know. They all think that I'm I'm an outrageously insane, cool, crazy guy. They do not say great, great grandfather, do they? Well, no, but I, okay. I'm sure some of them are thinking. No, they say it. grandfather though. Oh, grandfather all the time, because that's how young they are. They say my grandfather's your age, and I wish my grandfather was like you, you know, young and cool and wild and whatever that they think I am. But in my private life, you know, I take my hair off, my teeth out, my eyes out, and my legs, I unscrewed my legs, and I go in a wheelchair, and I sit there, you know, all slumped down. I got lucky. My grandpa was as cool as you. I got lucky. My grandpa was as cool as you. See that? Well, it's not a matter of being cool. It's a matter of you have choices in life. You want to you want to stay in the world you were in 100 years ago? Stay there. But if you want to move into this world and be a part of today, you do that too. Most of my friends are way younger than I. Eileen says your penis works, though, so that's good. <laughs> I'm not doing that, Eileen. This is a respectable show. I have a jacket on. Oh, no, we're on. in between the people. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. I have a jacket on. Jimmy made me dress up, and he warned me, so I don't want to have make waves with this little faggot you know, <laughs> so I got to be nice and do what he says because you know he's a, he's he's a slave driver. Eileen, as you know, he's a control freak. He orders me around like a slave. Get up, sit down, walk, cook, don't cook, clean. Look, the windows dirty. Go clean it. Walk the dog. Go out, wash the car, water the lawn. Go food shopping. Sit. Don't talk. Go anyway, I got stuff I got to talk about, so let's go. Cinderella uh, status see, is wrong. See what I mean? I know. There, I haven't talked. There's living proof. All right, so Eileen's sending me little messages. So number one, first of all, if you guys, uh, you know, Eileen and I have a company. It's called World Star PR. We got the coolest clients on the planet. And one of our clients is a brand-new television network called SVTV Network. And it's a totally 100% LGBTQ uh, television network. They have a brand new show. It's premiering tomorrow night. It's called the Stud Model Project, the uh, Stud Model Project, the series. And um, basically, it's like looking for the the super cool stud lesbian next supermodel. And uh, but not supermodel like super feminine, but supermodel like stud project. It's really cool. The girls are all gorgeous. They're all very cool. You can go to SVT. Wait, they're all gay girls. Yes. <clears throat> so you, they're all dykes. Um, they're all lesbians because we don't use that word dykes. Oh, we don't use dykes. No. How come? Because it's offensive. It's like using. If other bad people words. say, but not if a gay person. No, says. it's still offensive. It is really. Yeah. How, everybody's so fucking offended today. You know what? All go fuck yourself. <laughs> anyway, it's a very cool show called Stud Model Project: The Series. You go to svtvnetwork.com. You can uh, uh, 
Uh, subscribe to the channel. It's $5.99 a month. The show airs tomorrow night at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Um, it's very, very cool. The whole channel is really cool, so everybody should check it out. And you can follow them on Twitter at SVTV Network. Also, we should say uh, that uh, we got um, – all different kinds of cool places that you can listen to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. You can hear us on W4CY Radio with with our crew of Danielle and Scotty J. Notice I didn't mention you because you're a co-host. <laughs> I don't want my name associated with theirs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> then you can hear us on K4HD Radio in LA. Hit 1069 FM. Jackalope Radio. We're also on iHeartRadio, Speaker, uh, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, Audioboom, Podomatic, Spreaker, Apple TV, and Podbean. And on television, we're on Vimeo, Roku, YouTube, Comcast On Demand, and TLB TV. Um, also, for anyone who's who's in the L.A. area and wants to go to uh, uh, the Think Experience, Beyond the Wall, the Pink Floyd Experience, it's this weekend at the Wisdom in L.A., that's a super group of the people that we had on last week. Scott Page, Stephen Perkins, Kenny Olson, Norwood Fisher from Fishbone. Um, it's going to be a great, great, great show. Ron and I went and saw it twice. Eileen saw it. We had a great time seeing it. So uh, you can go to think.exp.co no, think and find out about it. Or you can just go to Eventbrite and type in Think Experience, and it'll come up. Then... Now we're going to take a little quick break, quick music break. And uh, another great band that Eileen and I are supporting and doing a lot of cool stuff with is called the Electric Radio Kings. They just released their brand new single called Jack Black Flower. It's been out not even a week yet, a couple of days. Um, it's off their album, um, Electric Radio Kings Purr. P-U-R-R-R. I love it. I think the, the, the artwork is fabulous. So you guys got that ready, you guys? Uh, yeah, Jack Black Flower got it up and ready. How about you, Scott? Oh, yeah. All right, so we'll do it on Enjoy. All right, everybody, here's the Electric Radio Kings, their brand-new single, Jack Black Flower. Enjoy.
Yeah, everybody, yeah, that yeah, was yeah, Jack yeah, yeah. Black Flower by the Electric Radio Kings off their new album, Purr. You can uh, get the single on all the digital download sites, and if you go to electricradiokings.com, you can actually order physical copies of the CD. They're like the, the, the greatest new rock bands out there, and everybody should totally be getting... Uh, getting the album because I freaking like love it and the artwork is fabulous too for it. So get I, get Jack Black Flower and get the new Electric Radio Kings album, everybody. I want to buy a man girdle. Okay. No matter what I do, how I sit up straight, it looks like I have a big belly. See that? You Look. really don't either. I'm the one with I the know belly. I don't. I don't have a belly, but why do I photograph like a pregnant hippo? Ugh. I don't know. I have to get a girdle. It's funny too, though, everybody, because like I'm the one with the stomach. You know, Bob, he really doesn't have a stomach. No, I'm the one did, with did it. Did you know that Bob Hope wore a girdle? For those of you who know who Bob Hope was, yeah, it's a man's girdle and it zips up and it. Posts. They make those. I saw it on it's TV like a the other day. Cincher. I need. I really need one. I need a waist cincher girdle. There you go. Okay. I, I fell asleep when you were talking. You can get one. That's nice. When you were giving all the bullshit out. That's okay. All the bullshit is. Every week I gotta listen to those same, uh, the the uh, iTunes. This well, one's everybody. Well, you want the, You know why so many people listen to us? Because they know. We tell them where they can go and listen to us. Otherwise, they wouldn't know. <laughs> we should have a separate so show there. where you do that no no because that's what everybody does so everybody does, has to do that so we went to the movies too you guys last night we went and saw oh shit it wasn't really very good now I forgot the name of it The Hustle oh The Hustle there you go with uh and not the dance with Anne Hathaway and um the heavy set girl from England um Oh, isn't that funny? Now I forgot her name, too. You guys, what's the girl's name from... That must from, have been uh, a really good movie, Jim. No, no, from Picture Perfect. What's that? Uh, Rebel, uh, Rebel somebody. Rebel, Rebel, Rebel Wilson. Wilson. Rebel Wilson. Yeah. I enjoyed the music. I loved the scenery. I loved the sets. I loved the costumes. And two or three times I chuckled, but the rest of the film was a bore. It wasn't really very good. Uh, I think it was very 1968 kind of uh, comedy. You know, I've, I've seen it before, done years and years ago. There was Dirty Rotten Scoundrels with women. Oh, I knew I knew the plot. Yeah, with James Conn and Steve Martin. Yeah, I No, know. not James Conn. No, uh, no, Michael no. Caine. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. It's just a redo of that. I thought it was, and I wasn't certain. I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah, it worked back then. Mm, not that much, but it worked. But it doesn't work today. I the last song was really good. The last song like that they played of the whole thing, it was really good. Um, but the movie itself wasn't that good, even though I'm a big Anne Hathaway fan. I mm -hmm. love Anne Hathaway. She's a and great And she looked actress. gorgeous in it. But not uh, th th there was something wrong with the chemistry and the timing. Um, the lines were not funny. Uh, they were very, very um, cautious lines, yet they had a double entendre to them. I don't know. It was just a very, very not enjoyable film. But then we are, but we had great seats because I don't know if in Florida and in Pennsylvania, do you guys have like the theaters where you sit in the seat and it's a lounge and it like opens up and you lay down and watch the movie yeah. like you're in your living room? You yeah. press a button and it, the front feet go up and you're in the, laying in the bed. Yeah, it's yeah, very yeah. dangerous, yeah. Like Why a is it dangerous? Because if the movie sucks, you're going to doze off. Oh, that's true. I don't remember us having that in Florida when I lived there, so like, Not like I love thing. it. Well, we, no, I mean, you don't doze off if you're laying there. You just have heavy-duty sex. How? <laughs> well, there was people in the movie. But well, then, the bad movies. But on. at the same theater, we went to see another movie last week, and it was called The Long Shot, which Ron didn't like it that much. I thought it was the funniest movie I've seen in a long time. It was fantastic with Charlize Theron and Seth Rogen, and she's running for president, and it has an awesome, awesome, like, 
like a '80s and '90s. Like I guess it's more like a '90s soundtrack, which is fantastic. And I love all the movies that have good soundtracks. Like if you guys saw uh, what was the uh, Suicide Squad? Suicide Squad wasn't a great superhero movie, but the soundtrack was out of this world, it and that's was. the way this movie is. The yeah, soundtrack agreed. is out. Of I didn't care for the end. Um, the star of the movie, the male was masturbating and he ejaculated and it shot up into his face and then they made a whole theme about his coming all over himself and 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 how it was very I, it like was rude po- and disgusting I yes. just think it was pointless and of course it was aimed at Donald Trump to dislike him the anger the hatred for Donald Trump and I don't think politics should come in a comedy never did that's, Unless that's it's about Adolf Hitler, you make Hitler out to be a schmuck. That's good, but I mean, uh, I don't know. It just was, and I love her. She's magnificent to look at. So I sat there just enjoying the movie, looking at her beautiful face. At points, she reminded me of Grace Kelly. She had the same classic beauty, but that Shirley Theron is magnificently beautiful. And the music she's is my whole great. pass. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> she's beautiful, beautiful. But that's she's Seth fabulous. Rogen, like, though. Seth Rogen is a very outrageous type of person like if you watch sausage party or anything seth rogan is in or produces you can guarantee you it's got very raunchy behavior to it that's just seth rogan in general did you watch sausage party i didn't actually see it but i saw i remember the previews how like risque the previews were of course i watched sausage party i love (laughs) seth rogan (laughs) she loves sausage too (laughs) i did see the pikachu movie that was pretty cool though oh now, why did you go see the... Do you have, like, grandchildren or children uh, or cousins or nieces? Or you just like Pikachu? No, me and my best friend, um, we did a best friend uh, date night or date day. And he is a huge um, Ryan Reynolds fan. He's got, like, a man crush on Ryan Reynolds. And Ryan Reynolds is Pikachu. And I played Pokemon growing up. So I was like, hey, let's go watch the Pikachu movie. Oh, my God. Did he like Deadpool? Oh, my God. He thinks he is Deadpool. If you ask him, he says he is Deadpool. He has the mask. Like, he took my cheerleading trophy to hold up the mask so it doesn't wrinkle. He has the bodysuit. He got the, he's got everything. He's crazy for it. He bought boots just for his Deadpool costume. I'll show you. The last Deadpool movie we went to, I dressed up like a unicorn, and he dressed up like Deadpool. I'll tag you in that photo so you can see. Yeah, tag me so I can see. Now, yeah. my advice to you is stay away from him he's crazy he is I'm gonna chop his package off and see how he feels about regeneration then yeah <laughs> that's why we get along that so like i'm i'm a deadpool fan what which deadpool movie did you like better the first one or the second oh, one? second one it was so much more risque they they did i feel like they just went above and beyond with the second one um I feel like his humor was more Deadpool-y. I feel like yeah, the it was first, very Deadpool-y. I feel like the first one that they did, they they pushed the boundaries to see what would happen, and then the second one, I feel like they just went all out. I didn't want Josh Brolin though to be the the one in it. I wanted I wanted what's the guy that we know from Avatar, Stephen Lang. I wanted Stephen Lang to play Cable. Um, I was part of the like online. What's going thing on trying with, to get with going. Stephen? We should call him. He was supposed to do three Avatars. Yeah, they're doing them. How they're long? filming. They're still filming. I don't know if they're still filming. How many I haven't years checked. Is that? He's on. He's making a lot of money. It takes yeah, he's probably years. making a lot of money. I mean, this is like five years, four years ago. We saw Stephen. How three, many? three years ago, and he was doing avatars. I can't wait. Stephen mm-hmm. is a nice guy. I really like him a lot. What a nice guy. We were dancing a tango together. He's not homophobic at all. He's just a sweetie pie. What a nice man. Hey, Stephen Lang, if it gets back to you, 
You're A-OK in Ron and Jimmy's book. There you go. Have you seen Endgame yet, Ron? I mean, Jimmy? No, I didn't what, see it because Ron doesn't say? really Ron doesn't really like the superhero movies, so I have to wait for them to come out on video because he doesn't really like them. Oh, man. We go to see them once in a while. You know but... something, not for anything, but my mentality goes a little higher than, super, than comic book movies. I mean, not Those even... are my favorite movies yeah, of the well, comic yeah, book movies. Yeah, you, because you, you like to play with toys and stuff. <laughs> Me too. I'm starting my <laughs> yeah. pop collection. No, I can't the, wait. No, the toys... Wait, 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 wait. Who are you collecting? Um, no, right no. now, um, I'm starting with the Rocky Horror series. I got um, Brad and I got Magenta. Um, and I'm starting to collect from there. I, I think for my birthday, my best friend Dana is going to buy me um, all the Golden Girls pops. And I'm so excited for that. <laughs> she has over 3,000 pops. She has a room dedicated just for pops. No, I only have like 200 of them. I don't have that many. Oh, no. She's got, you name it. Even like the pop statues. Uh, she's got she's a bigger Deadpool fan than probably my best friend is, and she's got every Deadpool pop you can think of. She actually goes to the movies and asks for the posters or the cutouts. She's it's crazy. She is definitely a comic nerd. She's actually missing my birthday to go to MegaCon. They, oh, MegaCon's a good one though. That's yeah. an old window. Okay, okay, okay. Hang on. So I'm gonna. E enough. Uh, I'm collecting all the different action figures though of people who've been guests on the show because a lot of the people who come on our show actually have action figures. Some That's of them have like cool. several action figures. Like Patrick I, I Warburton wanna, has like five I of them. I didn't want to tell you, but somebody suggested that there's a figure of me they're gonna do. It's a dildo. Well, was... No. Oh. <laughs> the, the dildo is of you. Yeah. <laughs> it's you. It, the statue's two inches high. I know. Me and Scott are gonna hang out. <laughs> right. If they do, if they do one of Ron, I want. I know you look terrific. Let me know if they do one of of you, Ron, because I'll send it to you so you can sign it. I'll buy it. Actually, sign they it. have um, they have uh, yeah. I want to. You know, they have companies that can make action figures of yourself. So eventually, we're gonna get action figures of ourselves. A friend made. of mine had one made. He thinks he's like famous, but he's not. But I let him. Wait, what are you doing? I'm I'm moving this because I want to get it. oh is this our that's not our camera I no. want to get this darker see now I see better now I look uglier see I that? old older and uglier okay that's uh, not yeah true. I have a friend of mine who's delusional and he thinks he's very famous that the uh, paparazzi follow him all over <laughs> so he had a doll made of himself I have somebody <laughs> that I'm gonna get to make a comic book about me. Oh, have. We have a comic book getting made about us uh, already. What, what is this, the Danielle and Jimmy show? I no. Mean, <laughs> no. no, we're making a comic book about us. Yeah. Who's us? You, me, Kudrosha. I'm in a comic book already. No, you're not. Yeah, I am. Kudrosha's comic book. Yeah, well, it's book. not out yet. It's no, not, but I'm in it. Well, you're going to be in it, yes. Yeah. Yeah, we have a comic book about our ghost hunt. It's Kudrosha on a Carol and Eileen Shapiro and Ron and I. And then we're going to get them made and then we're going to sell them. Oh, that's pretty cool. And autograph them. That's pretty cool. We've already got the artist doing it, and we've already are we, got the are story. Are we making any money if we sell them? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we are. For a change, we're going to make some money. <laughs> yeah. I love how sassy Ron is all the time. He's just he's just quick. I was like, yes, yes, Always. yes. Love Rod's it. Rod's been stunning his lines because Ron is starring tomorrow. Ron starts shooting the movie that cannot be named. We're going to an undisclosed location for Ron to shoot his new role in a film that we're not allowed to talk about. So it's like Baltimore. It's, it's a very hard shoot, too, and I'm exhausted thinking about it. It's a lot of um, staging, acting, and CGI, and it's a, it's a very horrible horror movie. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Ooh. And that's all I'm allowed to say because 
Churchill, my director, will have a fit. Yeah, we're not allowed to say anything. I'm not allowed to say it, which is so stupid. But, you know, I go along with the bullshit of today. Well, you're back in acting, and that's all that matters. I know how much you Well, you, you know what? You it. want to know something? It's not even acting. It's line reading. Uh, there's no such thing as acting anymore. You know, the Marlon Brandos are gone. The uh, Al Pacinos are, are not happening. Uh, the acting is gone. It's line reading. Well, who do you think is the best actor out now of nowadays people? You guys think about that, too. In chat room, if you guys have any uh, suggestions. But who do you guys think the male and female star actors of today like, who do you think some of the best ones are? Hands female, down. Go. Female, Angelina Jolie. Uh, male, Mark Ruffalo. I, I, oh, I, come on. I think You're Johnny Depp. Absolutely. Mark, 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 oh no, I'm sorry. Mark Ruffalo has done some outrageous work. Yeah, he doesn't like The Incredible Hulk. He likes all the other stuff. No, not The Hulk. That crap. No, it's comic book shit. I'm talking about real films. And of course, the other one is Julia Roberts' brother, Eric Roberts. He's a wonderful actor, understated. Uh, he's worked his ass off for years doing brilliant, brilliant pieces of work. He did Best of the Best, which is one of the best I mean, fight movies ever. He's never been ever. recognized as a I like superstar. That movie. I don't know if it's because his sister won't allow it. But I don't know what it is. But did you like Best of the Best? That's my one of my favorite I movies. Did. I've seen I it like did. a thousand I, you know times. What? I actually like I like Eric Roberts a lot. And you know what? Who reminds me of Julia Roberts is his daughter. She's really she's really come a long yeah. way since she was a kid. I'm she's impressed a superstar. With her. She's she a superstar is. now. Yeah. Actually, in the chat room, B. Claudia says Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah, he's a good actor. Yeah, but um, he's been around forever acting. He's like James you know, Spader. James Spader's awesome. Yeah, the but, Blacklist. The best oh, yeah. show of all time. But I have to go with Jimmy when I, I have say Johnny Depp, though. Like, See, I feel I, like Johnny Depp or Leonardo DiCaprio. I say Leonardo DiCaprio just because he did so well in What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Yeah, that's one of my favorite movies. Mm -hmm. Did you ever see What's Eating Gilbert Grape? Hmm? Did you ever see What's Eating Gilbert Grape? The title alone wouldn't interest me. Let oh, alone my the God. Oh, no, it's a great, great movie. It's Leonardo DiCaprio and Johnny Depp and somebody. Oh, and, uh, uh, I forget what it is. Juliette Lewis. Great, great cast. So who would you say female? I like Charlize Theron. Not a great actress. Good actress, but not great. I just not like great. her. I mean, the great actress is uh, two women with Sophia Loren when she and her daughter are raped. I mean, what Sophia pulled out of herself and the camera came in for such close-ups. And you have to do it over and over again. And she was on target each time. That's an actress. Betty Davis, who I knew well, she was a friend of mine, was a great actress, but never um, an honest actress. She was still a Hollywood actress. What about now, though? Because those are all, those are people. Kate that Blanchett. People I know. Kate Blanchett's Kate, good. Kate Blanchett's a fine, fine actress. Rebel they say Wilson. Judy Dench in the chat room, and they're love, saying love Co Judy Colin Dench. Firth. But they've both yeah, been around Judy, a long. I love Judy Colin Dench. Firth. Is old like me, but I'm the only, and not because. Angelina Jolie is my friend and, and, and I know her since a kid I love her as a person but she does wonderful work uh, when Angie goes she really goes I like Jennifer Lawrence fine actress hasn't gotten into the dirty rubble yet she hasn't gotten down to the nitty gritty where an actress she's got a couple Academy go. Awards already though yes I know because today they give Academy Awards out for anything that's politically correct but years ago, you had to earn the award by doing a performance that no one else could do as well as you did. And that's how you got the award. Now it's not. Now they have people going around to every party, uh, celebrity balls and uh, pre-Oscar parties, 
uh, talking about you. Oh, isn't Jennifer Lawrence wonderful? I'm voting for her. And these people are called hypers. Who's, they, who's the one that was in the adoption movie I like so much? Was that Judy Dench? Yeah. That's Judy Dench? That's Judy Dench. And, and I'm having a hard, I know the name Judy Dench, now I'm having a hard time yeah, putting that a face was, to it. It was Judy Dench. Okay. And Miron is wonderful also. I love Helen her. Mirren, yeah. I love her. Uh, there's a lot of great actresses and actors out there. But they don't get the work they used to get because writers are not allowed to write stories anymore because people have short attention spans. Years ago, you could hold a shot for a couple of minutes and the actors could actually discuss the plot and have a character development. Today, there's no character. I mean, I go to these horror movies and I say to Jimmy, I don't know how they get away with it. The acting That's is, different, though, because those aren't like No, but the acting is bad. There's no character development. I mean, like the film I'm in tomorrow, there's no character development. Nobody knows who I am. Nobody really cares because there's, there's, there's nothing about me. I just read lines. Uh, and the other actors in the film as well. I don't know who the characters are. A little bit one we talked about where he's from, but not much. So years ago, you used to really get the feel of the moment and you were caring about the people. You didn't want to see them unhappy, married, divorced, shot, killed, raped. Today, you don't give a shit. You sit there and say, hey, give me some more popcorn. You know. <laughs> but you guys should see anybody who has never saw I mean, it came out many years ago. There's a movie called Philomena with Judy Dench. Wonderful movie. And it's a fabulous movie. Um, I'm adopted, so it had a different kind of meaning for me because it's about adoption and this girl, lady looking for her son. It's also got Steve Coogan in it, and it is a fabulous, fabulous, amazing, amazing movie. Everybody she's an awesome M in all the James Bond movies. Yeah, she's an awesome M in all the James Bond movies. I like all the her Helen Mirren, and um, and there's one other one, uh, the lady from uh, the Harry Potter movies. I like a lot. Oh, I love Maggie. Maggie, Maggie Smith, Smith. Yes, you know from Downton Abbey. You can't. Oh my God, Maggie Smith is one of the best. My most favorite Maggie movie is Travels with My Aunt, and I suggest everybody rent it and watch it. It's it's as good as Auntie Mame. It's a magical movie. And what's your favorite Angelina Jolie movie, everybody? That you should tell everybody because that's a good movie. The one with Johnny Depp. Oh, I love that. I know the that, tourist. Yeah, but the tourist is not for her acting. I love the movie because Angie's the most beautiful in it. And you know, I knew her as a kid, five, six, seven years old, growing up into teen years. So I've watched Angie Voigt or Angelina Jolie. Uh, we call her Angie Voigt. Uh, growing up. And she's become such a raving beauty. Oh, my God. Somebody I mean, wrote Amelia Clark, too, which I don't know who Amelia Clark is. She's in Game of Thrones, I should, but I don't watch Game of Thrones. Right. Anyway, Angie Voy Angelina Jolie is gorgeous and beautiful and a lovely person in spite of what people write about her. Her new movie is coming out, you guys. Maleficent 2 is going to be coming out and this in the fall. Downton Abbey. If anybody hasn't watched Downton Abbey, it is. it seems like it's a stuffy show, and I thought I was going to hate it. But Not I freaking like loved it. It was awesome. You just got to get going with it and watch it, and it is absolutely fantastic. And everybody bangs out a fabulous performance. They don't read lines. They act because of the story and, and because of the director. Uh, it's wonderfully done. And Michelle Dockery's in it, and we love Who's Michelle my Dockery. my sweetheart. That's my, my love is Michelle Dockery. She, she could be one of the next great actresses, everybody. You got to like check out Michelle Dockery. She is Dockery. a great actress already. Anything I've seen her in has been absolutely... Uh, totally wonderful. She she can do it. She doesn't read lines. 
You just brought up something interesting, though, Jimmy. Uh, Game of Thrones. You want to talk about some acting? If you guys haven't watched that, I mean, the last episode's getting ready to come up this Sunday, but wow. And I mean, wow. It's an amazing show. Amazing. I have to, like, watch. I heard the first season was kind of slow, and then it gets better. But we had um, James. What's his name? Uh, we had. Uh, who's the guy we had? Jimmy, I don't remember. He played my Sir, name. No, no, he was in season six, and he played uh, Tarly, Sir Tarly, Tarly, somebody or whatever. Um, now I forgot his name. James Faulkner. There oh, we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. We had yeah. him on. The, yep. We had him on the show, and it was a great, great. Um, it was a great. Oh, wait, it's an incredible on. show. It is okay, incredible. I'm gonna watch it then. I'm gonna watch it. Eileen says that Ron Russell's her favorite actor. I'm you so full of shit. <laughs> Actually, she doesn't watch a lot of TV. She just listens to music, so you could be her favorite actor. Yeah, where do you see me in these three films I just shot? Reading lines, standing there like a dummy. Like the Actually, Hello. okay, so B. Claudia has a question for you, Ron. What, what, what? It says, I really want to know if Ron thinks acting schools are necessary as formerly they were, or is there a natural talent given that needs no school? Because since you're such an expert, she wants to know what you think. Okay. Joan Crawford never went to school. Betty Davis never went to school. Clark Abel never went to school. Tyrone Power never went to school. Any of the legends of Hollywood did not go to school. They were schooled by the studio, the system. They were told how to dress, walk, talk, and act, but not schooled in, in the talent of acting. Acting of the 1930s, 40s, and 50s is different from acting of the 1960s. Method acting came in. People started to do realism, you know, like uh, throwing up and fainting and cursing and throwing glasses at each other. Whereas they didn't do that in the 40s and 50s because it was improper decorum. So I told my daughter Deirdre, who, who was an actress for a while, she made a few movies, either you have it or you don't. And if you go to acting school, you're going to become a comic book character, a piece of cardboard. What can they teach you? Acting comes from within, and you have to become the character. You have to know the character, you have to live the character, and then it shows on film. I, thank God, have the ability to become any character I want. I've done that all my life as a kid. I can be Chinese, I could be French, I could be African, I could be anything. Um, I could be a murderer, I could be a saint, you know, it just comes naturally. To do it artificially, it's artificial. So no, acting school's not necessary. You can go to learn the craft, sharpen your wits a little bit, but it's not going to make you into the actor. That come Marlon Brando, I mean, was method actor. He went with, what's his name, you know, the big shot? Adler. Adler. But Brando knew what he was doing. You know, he, he didn't, they couldn't coax him into doing that stuff. When he yells, hey, Stella, in, in Streetcar Named Desire, his performance was incredible. Um, Actually, and Eileen wrote Emma Stone for her female in that he knows, she, she knows, since she interviewed her, she knows she's really nice and she's got a couple Academy Awards. She's cool. Yeah, but I don't think she's a great actress, Emma Stone. She's, she's okay. my hall pass. <laughs> you got a lot of passes there, kid. Yes, I but, do. Uh, How many hall passes do you actually ha have? A lot? They grow by the day. Oh, Ron's just got one. Not even. I just make believe to get you upset. Jason Statham, though. Yeah. He likes Jason Statham. If I met Jason, I'd have drinks with him, and we'd bullshit be buddies. He's my hall pass. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I, I, I do that to get Jimmy jealous. The, the, for me, it would have been Rock Hudson, you know, who I met. 
Or uh, Cary Grant. Cary Grant, I never met, but if, had I met Cary Grant, I would have made the headlines. Ron Russell rapes Cary Grant in public. I mean, <laughs> Cary Grant was my dream guy. I wanted to be him. I love him. But Rock Hudson, I think, was the sexiest man I've ever uh, spoken to or been in his company. Rock Hudson was, the film didn't do it. They couldn't get that face on film. It was gorgeous on film, but not like in person. Oh, my God, the, the rounds of his face and the voice and the beauty of his eyes. There was a twinkle. His eyes used to twinkle when he spoke. Rock Hudson was the most beautiful man in the world at you one gotta, time. You got to love it. All right, so is our next guest online, you guys? Johnny uh, J, you look like he's online? I'm checking that out right now as we speak. Because I think then we'll get ready to uh, play... Uh, a single, and then we'll uh, call him and get him going on the line. See, when guests he loves only Rock give Hudson. us 15 minutes, he is not online right now. We have so much time to spend, to, to use. I'll, I'll send him a little text message. Let's see. Yeah, text him. I will text him. In the meantime, I'm hungry. We didn't eat lunch. Well, see, it's still to... nice and early where you guys are, so it's still a nice lunchtime for you. It's dinner time where I am. Right. Well, I could do dinner oh, yeah. or lunch. I don't care. I'm hungry. About to what pop we out the grapes. For... We, went, we went for the worst Chinese food last night. Ugh. Chinese food in California stinks. At least in Palm Springs, it really right. stinks. I don't really New eat York, Chinese back food. East. New York, no, New York has the best Chinese food better than anywhere else. Can't be. Actually, Ron wants to come back east. He keeps saying like we need to take a little trip and go back east. So one in of August, days. we're going back in August. We're staying with Eileen Shapiro for about one or two days in her house in Fire Island, and then I'm just touring all over, visiting people and uh, not working, and having maybe I, I might work a little. Somebody over there wanted me to do a film, and I said schedule. Remember the guy? Yeah. And he, I, he said, when are you coming into New York? And I said, in August. He said, well, we're shooting in July, and if we run late, then I want you in my movie. So it's quickie. It's only a couple of lines. That's okay. You got to, like, love it. All right, so. I don't know how uh, you guys deal with New York. I feel like that's just so claustrophobic. I feel claustrophobic in Florida. But I'm also, like, a really big country bunkin'. Like, I'd rather be out in the middle of the woods. Do you think anybody cares? No. But there was dead Good. air, so I filled it in. I mean, I don't care. <laughs> you, you get claustrophobic in New York, I could smack you all over the place. <laughs> he you loves so New York. Lucky. You should be so lucky to get claustrophobic in New York. You should get the clap in New York. You should get anything in New York. <laughs> hey, Jimmy, I just told Thomas we'd uh, call him up after we play his song. <laughs> Okay, good. Danielle, okay. Danielle, I love you. All right, perfect. Um, okay, so then everybody, here's what we're going to do. We're going to get our next uh, guest. It's Tomas Donker, and uh, he's got a brand-new album called The Black Magnolia Project, and uh, the song that we're going to play is called Postmodern Jive. You guys both got it ready? Yep, just tell us when to go, and we're rocking. All yep. right, we'll do, it on, we'll do it on Enjoy. All right, everybody, this is Postmodern Jive. We're going to try that again. All right, everybody, this is Postmodern Jive from Thomas Donker. Uh, from the Black Magnolia Project, enjoy. Oh boy. Yeah. 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 
So we're live, you guys, right? We are live, guys. Up. All right, everybody. That's work. So Thomas, T- Tomas, Thank say you. something. Tomas, hey, say something. Let hey. me make sure we can hear you. Hey, can you hear me? There we go. We got you. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the incredibly talented Tomas Donker. Hello and welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for having me on. Before we get started, I got to introduce you to everybody, starting off with my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Hey, Ron. Things are going your way. Oh. It's happening. Oh, please. <laughs> please, it's so happening, and you know it is. Don't be modest. <laughs> Thank you so much, Ron. 
No, it's true. <laughs> Things are happening, brother. It's happening. Yeah. Then we've got then we've got our uh, our videographer, and he is in Philadelphia. His name is Scotty J. So say hi to Scotty J. What's happening, Scotty? How you doing? Hey, Tomas. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, man. Good. Appreciate good. it. All and right. then we've we've got Danielle. She's at the W4CY Studios in Wellington, Florida. Hey, Danielle. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you so then much. Then we've got a chat room. Literally every country is represented right now, and they're all talking about the sax in that last song that we just played. <laughs> Postmodern Jive from the Black yeah. Magnolia Project. So say yeah. hi to everybody in the chat room. Hello, chat world. How are there y'all? There you go. And then we got to give a special shout-out to our, our lady-in-waiting, Miss Eileen Shapiro. Cause oh, I know the wonderful Miss Eileen. There you go. You got to like go. love it. Yeah. So, everybody, Toma- Tomas is, uh, does all kinds of really cool stuff. And he's the founder and president of True Groove Records, www.truegroove.nyc. He's got a brand new album called The Black Magnolia Project, of which we just heard that song, Postmodern Jive, which everybody in the chat room is asking who played the sax. So you might as well <laughs> give somebody well, a plug. <laughs> the, the sax was by my main man. Uh, he's the inspector gadget of the group. This guy does everything. And just to be clear, he does have the best hair in rock and roll, Mr. Mark Henry. He, he, also, he also played the percussion on the track. Okay. That's what I call the smoky saxophone. You know, we have a very good friend of ours, Scott Page, who worked for worked with yeah. Pink Floyd. Pink mm-hmm. Floyd. Sure. And I keep telling Scott, you got to do a smoky sax number, something sexy, and you got it in your music. Oh, I'm going to tell. You. No, I'm going to tell Scott to listen in. This is what I'm talking about. I don't think he gets it. <laughs> in the chat room, they're asking if it's a soprano sax or tenor sax, which I have oh, no idea. What that that's means. wow. We've got a really a musically astute <laughs> chat room. So yeah. check this out. That's a really good question. Here's the answer to your question. It's both. Oh, well, how can you be both? It's both. Well, in the studio, you can do interesting things. Uh, Mark played the first part of it on on tenor sax, and then as as we he started to build up in terms of going higher in notes, he switched over to soprano sax. I love it. I I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not soprano. Alto. Alto sax. Alto. Alto. Sax. And they're actually saying I could hear it and stuff like that. They're actually. I mean, yeah, we have an astute. We have a because we have so many f- cool, famous musicians that a lot of people who come in the chat room are musicians themselves. Oh, cool. That's cool. So it works out really good. Some and, of the biggest rock bands. And while we're doing that too, we should just get. So Thomas has a band called Thomas Tomas. I keep Thank saying. Thank you. Thomas. Tomas, Tomas Donker, and the True Groove All-Stars. We yep. might as well give a little shout-out to the True Groove All-Stars. and t- Tell us who they are so that way everybody, they all get a little bit of play. Well, I, I, I have to say, and I hope that someday soon all of you get to see us, but I'm not just talking out of school. I've got the best band around. Um, let me start. At the top of the True Groove organization is uh, James Delta Coma. He's uh, one of my partners as well as being a guitarist, plays banjo. He's also uh, our head engineer, uh, my production partner. He's phenomenal. So he plays guitar in the band we perform. Then we have uh, Leroy Lefty Johnson on uh, drums, and that's regular drums and electronic drums. He's a whiz with all that. Uh, We have Nick Rolfe, who uh, is our keyboard player. Uh, He actually also plays with, well, was playing with the late, great Miss Aretha Franklin up until she, when she Ooh, died. Big Nick deal. Phenomenal. Uh, on bass, we have the incredible Mr. Chulo Gatewood. Okay. Uh, on, we have Mark Henry on uh, saxophone, percussion, uh, 
this thing we call the Magic Stick, which is actually an electronic wind synthesizer, which uh, is like a keyboard, but it's played like a like a saxophone. It's pretty. Yeah, Eileen, Eileen was super impressed yeah, she with saw that. that. Yeah, she saw she that. No she was like, what is that? At the show. <laughs> yeah, and Mark Mark uh, sings his face off as well. Um, Kevin Jenkins uh, also plays bass, keyboards, and sings beautifully. Uh, the amazing, the White Knight, we call him, young man from Finland named Artur Euronen. He plays a pedal steel guitar, which I know sounds like, you know, supposed to be Conway Twitty or something, but he has a whole new fresh approach. Yeah, he's got a whole futuristic approach to it. It's wonderful. And he actually was one of the co-producers of the record. Usually James and I produce the records, but for this project, uh, it was Artur's first project uh, co-producing with us. As I said, he's from Finland. He's a phenomenal young man, just amazing talent. He also has his own group called Beverly Girl. You should get them on the show sometime. They're really fantastic uh, dance group um, with a young lady named you Johanna. You got a thing for Finland, though. You got because you got an artist. We played <laughs> Sam Huber. We played him last week uh, as in in our break music. We played off his new album Mona. I think it's yeah. called Mona. Yes, yeah, and we played Isn't yeah. It a Pity? And everybody like loved the video. We played it last week. Yeah, Sam is the man. In fact, Artur is the person who introduced me to Sam. Sam is just phenomenal, phenomenal talent, and we are honored to have him as part of the True Group family. Um, last but not least um, is my esteemed and wonderful partner, uh, also a phenomenal artist in her own right, a playwright, uh, singer, poet, writer, just a genius woman, and uh, Miss Marla Mace. Okay, and she's she's amazing. But you see, we have I a, we email have, her. Yeah, Marla's Marla's <laughs> the best. But I mean, it, it, that's the band. That's on the record, but it, we, we all operate together as a, I, mean, I hate to say this, it sounds corny, but it really is a family. You know, we all we all pitch in. Uh, Miss Regina Bonelli is one of the artists on the label. Uh, she's not on this record, but she's on the upcoming record, another record we have coming called Trapped in the Mess We Made. She sings on that with us, as well as we're getting ready to launch a, a new single for her. And um, that's, that's the crew. I'm you're sure. in New York, right? We should tell everybody that you're in New York City, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I'm in New York. Where, my- where, where in New York? Right now, I am at home in uh, East New York, which is about ten minutes from Bushwick. Okay, going sideways. If you go, across. Ron's a New Yorker. Ron's a New Yorker. Oh, He's from where Brooklyn. You from, ne- Brooklyn. Where else? Native, <laughs> native born. Brooklyn. Red Hook. Red Hook. Brooklyn. Right. Red Hook. And the days where they they'd shoot you in the street if you if you were a cop but anyway it was it was mafiaville red hook oh, when yeah. i was oh no. when i was when i was growing up everybody's all my friends fathers were big shots are you kidding i grew up <laughs> i used to go to some houses that you wouldn't i would never repeat but forget about it i mean it was quite an uh, uh, i love brooklyn i love new york but i hate the winter and i can't yeah. deal with I'm 78 years old. I can't deal with cold. It freezes. It hurts. So I'm living in Palm Springs. Boring, but it's okay. Yeah. The weather's good. The weather. I get to New York whenever I can. I love New York. I miss my New York so much. I miss my New York people, the yeah. natives, not not the imbr- not the ones that just came in. Right, right. No, I hear you. The real, the real New York is who uh-huh. are the best, the best people in the world. I hear and you. When they say New York is a, a cold and unfriendly bullshit, fall down <laughs> in the street. Fall down in the street, and I guarantee <laughs> a real New Yorker will pick you up, but the other ones will walk by. Yeah. Well, Jimmy, uh, I must tell you, your description of Ron was accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say that. I would like to Ron, know what he said. Ron is a house on fire, no question about it. No, I'm not. Okay. Hey, listen, 
You know, yeah. when you get when you get to the end of your life, you just say, fuck it. I say what I want. I don't care. You know, I don't have to worry about my future or my career. <laughs> Ron, you look like you're you're right at the beginning of it all, really. You look fantastic. Man. Thank really. you so much. God but you know what? The, the insides are still 78. <laughs> so you can, so you can, I want to I want to do some bragging, you guys. So Tomas. Yeah, brag uh, about first of, all, first of all, you guys can follow him on Twitter at Tomas Donker, T-O-M-A-S-D-O-N-C-K-E-R. You can go to his website, TomasDonker.net. Again, T-O-M-A-S-D-O-N-C-K-E-R.net. He's worked with Bootsy Collins, Yoko Ono, Madonna, Ivan Neville, Bonnie Raitt, Michelle, I don't know how you pronounce her last and, name. And, De- and Deggio Cello. And Deggio That's Cello. one of Ron's daughter's favorite artists. He like yeah. loves her. Yeah, Corey Glover of In Living Color. And on this album and in other things that he's done, he's worked with Pulitzer Prize winning poet Yusef Komunyaka. Did yes. I get that right? You, you nailed it. You All right, and I know, it. and I know that you and Eileen <laughs> just went to a big event this this past weekend where you got to see him. He's a super, like one of the most famous poets in the world. And um, absolutely. So, so he's done all kinds of cool stuff, and he just got cast, and he didn't audition. They came to him uh, to be the guitar player, on stage guitar player in the number one Broadway show out right now, To Kill a Mockingbird. This is what I was talking about. Which is the about. ticket that nobody can get, you guys. Yay, nobody woo-hoo! can get the tickets. It's surpassed Hamilton as the number one show. It's To Kill a Mockingbird, and, and, and that had to be such an honor for them to come to you. i got to tell you... Um... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's all you can say. That's I mean, can I'll, say. I'll be honest, though. I'll be honest. Uh, we do a lot of theater. In fact, uh, Marla is in charge of True Groove Theater Works, uh, the theatrical uh, division of our our company. And we had a wonderful run at La Mama uh, last year. We had a sold-out three-week run of her play, which is called The Pill. Fantastic uh, play that she wrote, uh, which we're still developing. Um, I did the score for it. Uh, and you know we do theater. We've got like, this is one show. We have another show uh, called Miracles Lost and Found that we're developing. Uh, we're working with uh, the amazing Miss K- Mr. Uh, Khalil Kane on his uh, next theatrical outing, which is called Lambs to Slaughter. Actually, everybody, uh, everybody should know too, because <laughs> Khalil Kane. Uh, Ron won't know who that is, but uh, Leo Kane is like an urban icon. He was in Juice with Tupac, you guys. Yeah, uh, yeah. He was in Renaissance Man. He's like he's right now. He's on like a, a a cop show, but for like twenty five years or whatever, he's like a staple, you know. Yeah, and Khalil, he's Khalil like, is a real urban icon, he's, but he's he's also a master thespian. And we're actually putting out his debut record uh, within the next couple of weeks. But you can tell him about that later on, Jimmy. But we yes. got a lot of stuff yeah, well, let, let's talk phenomenal. about. But, but, but back, back to Mockingbird. Back to Mockingbird. That was the yeah, question. Let's right? talk about you. No, yeah, go back yeah. to Mockingbird. Yeah, real that's quick. where I'm going. I'm, okay. I'm going to hit you with this fucking so, mic in a minute. Stop it. <laughs> so now, listen I, up. Listen I, up. I, I hang, on, hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Kill Mockingbird is the number one show in the world right now. And yep. you're a part of it. Okay? Now, without being a modest guy, because I hate modesty, you know, when you earn it, brag it. How the fuck did you get there? Who picked you? Where'd they find you? <laughs> well, why why you and not me? Uh, he doesn't play guitar. I don't play guitar. <laughs> I'll be honest. It was, I thought it was a, a few different people who I know are heavyweights in the theatrical industry. It had nothing to do with them. Honestly, it came from a colleague, a fellow colleague of, of mine, a, a wonderful guitar player in New York City. Her name is Anne Klein. And she's friends with the uh, musical director of the show, Kim Grigsby. Evidently, they were chatting one night. 
Kim said that she needed a new guitar player, and Ann said, call Tomas Dunker. And it was, you know, you, you never know, right? I mean, I figured it was somebody, I know a few people, you know, who can pull strings to me. It was just a colleague of mine who I've known for, I mean, forever. And she's a super talent, and we've played together, and she's wonderful. And she was asked a question, and she said, call Tomas Dunker, don't call anybody else. Had I been invited to audition for the show, I would have never done it. Why? I'm too busy. Why? I'm too busy. Oh, I've got, I've got, too busy for that. I, I've got too much stuff. Mind? I've got too much stuff to go audition for anything. I'm at that. What did you say before? When you get to a certain age, you just say fuck it. Oh, fuck it is right. <laughs> you know, right. I don't need to audition for something. I don't. I, I have my own work. I'm very proud of it. Right. But to be to be invited, yeah, be to be Different. involved to Different. be involved in, in this particular show at this particular time in history is an honor beyond my wildest dreams. And that's what I said in the beginning when yeah. I said, you're, you're climbing. This is a big heist, my friend. Yeah. No, you know, you, you could be playing guitar in the park for dollars, you know, and <laughs> a lot of people do. And yeah. look where you are. I mean, number one Broadway show, To Kill a Mockingbird, you are their guitarist. This is a big fucking deal, at least where I come from anyway. It's, it's a real honor. You know, I've been uh, rehearsing the show for the last, I mean, month or so pretty intensely. Uh, they plan on putting me in the regular rotation starting after the, uh, the Tonys, which are June 9th. So I'll be on stage in a, on a regular basis after the Tony Awards. It's very exciting. It's, it's, I've seen the show about four times already. The cast is phenomenal. Okay. The direction is phenomenal. And I mean, need I say anything about Jeff Daniels? Do we even have to talk about Jeff Daniels? Yeah, I love Jeff Daniels. I mean, who doesn't love Jeff Daniels? And this is, you know, as if he needed it, this is his moment right now. Yes. He's incredible in this show. Phenomenal. Just phenomenal. So well, I'm, he's, got a, he's got a piece of work there that people kill for. Yeah. I mean, play, playing that part. And Mockingbird, first of all, is very beautifully written. It's a good movie because it has a great message and it will teach people how to behave. Yes. Okay? <laughs> Basically, yes, Ron. That's exactly what it's about. How and that's and that's how You're to right. behave in, in the, well on this planet Earth. Well put, we, Ron, we, I'm loving you more and more every. Well, every me too. So good. Get that's me two. To, get me two tickets to the show. Oh, that's, that's a given. <laughs> that's a given, Ron. That's a given. You know. I have to say too, uh, like. Like talking about music and the musicians and you and you got picked for this and everything. Eileen, who saw you play a couple of times in the last two weeks, has told me that you and your and your band are probably one of the tightest bands she's ever seen, and everybody's really cool looking. And and coming from Eileen is a big compliment because you know like Eileen goes and like you know interviews and goes and sees shows of like you know people every every multi platinum a hundred million selling record yeah. you know person she's out there a real, she's and she's a real and she's sitting there saying you know that that your your band's tighter than any band she's ever seen I mean that's like some compliment because it's not like she goes and sees yeah, local Jimmy, shows Jimmy yeah thing. if yeah. his band wasn't what it is and if he wasn't what he is he'd be in Central Park playing guitars for dollars. <laughs> <laughs> You got like common sense, baby. <laughs> Another thing that you've got going for you um, is that you're the founder of your own genre of music, and and this is per. per uh, I want to ask a question. Hang about on, let that. me finish that. Let me finish the statement. Okay. What it I don't is. Lose it. So go, it's go, go. it's CNN, which is like see, everybody knows CNN. Credit yeah. to you as being the father of global soul, which is a totally new genre. It's your own genre. You're gonna tell us what that is as soon as he asks you a question because he doesn't want. I don't want him to forget his question. Right. Go ahead, Ron. Go ahead, Ron. 
your music is my music, okay? I'm not into this shit up today. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not into this weirdness, this stupidity, this vulgar. Not even vulgar. That I beat you, I kill you. I hate that crap. Your music is my music. I could listen to your music at dinner, anywhere. I mean, in my car. It's beautiful music. Thank you so much. Beautiful. Thank you so much. And you know that. It's, it's, it's classic music. Thank do you. Do you think the morons of today will like well, I lost that last. Well, like what? I lost the last sentence. Run. Well, the, well, the morons of today like your music because they like crap. They like junk. They like noise. Well, let me let me tell you this. When people come across us, I mean, we have a pretty high, you know, success rate in terms of folks joining what we're doing. You know, we're inviting people in to something. You know. Um, I could go on about all the different genres and all the stuff that's that's emerged in music, but really, it's just a metaphor for our our society. A lot of things have have we've let slide in in our existence. Period. And if you look at music, it's it's very clearly reflected a lot of what's going wrong with our daily human existence. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, totally, so I'm not gonna totally, I'm not gonna totally. bash anybody in the music industry. No, 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 okay? no, no. But I will say this: Global Soul. If if anyone out there in the chat room or out in the world, you want to know exactly how we defined it, you can go to our website, uh, TrueGroove.nyc, and we actually have it defined. Okay, we have the definition of Global Soul. What is Global Soul? Marla and I, my partner, and my other partner James, after doing so many interviews where people would go, I love your music, but I, I can't categorize what is it? It seems Beautiful. like, it's, it's, like all, it's like all kind of stuff like happening. Like it's a little bit of funk. It's a little bit of rock. It's a little bit of souls, a little bit of jazz, a little bit of, you know, and we got kind of tired of having to defend the fact that, I mean, who was it? Is, is, is it Louis Armstrong or Rachel? Louis Armstrong said, there's two kinds of music, good and bad. That's it. Yeah, that's what Ron says too. All the time. All the, <laughs> he says that all the you time. You know what? You know what the definitive word is if people ask you, "What's your music about?" You just say to them, "Entertainment." Yeah. One well, word. Your music is entertaining, and that's the aim and the yeah. goal you want to do. Yeah. Well, let me tell you what else we said too. So we decided that we would just name it something, just just as a hoot, honestly. We weren't trying to have a, a flag to wave. We just got tired of having to explain that it doesn't matter what it is. If you like it, or as Ron so accurately put it, if you find it entertaining, then that's all that matters. You know, that's all that matters. And so uh, my, my latest boiled down version of uh, what is Global Soul is, Global Soul is everything you liked about music in the first place before music sucked. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, music now, listen, okay. Listen. So, <laughs> so wait, wait, wait. I gotta say something. Only in New York, when you do an interview, can you hear a cop car screaming in the background. There you go. There you have it. <laughs> That's music to my ears. The fire engines, the cop cars at three o'clock in the morning. And I lived on Third Avenue and Seventy Fifth Street, and there's a big dip in the road, and they had an iron big thing on it. And every time a truck hit it, but a boom, but a boom. <laughs> Out of home. I love yeah. New York. Yeah. Go ahead, baby. I didn't yeah, need to yeah. No, I, I think so. I just wanted our viewers to know what that was. 
So it's global soul, you guys, and Tomas. Yeah. And, and by the way, by the way, I just want to clarify: it's not necessarily soul music, right? No, but it's but it, but it is soulful music. Okay, soulful music, because everyone on our label we span across all genres of music. I mean, the specific genres, like you know, blues, R and B, rock and roll. It's all of that. Forgive okay. me for an old word. Yes. It's groovy music. Oh, yeah. Well, hey, it's true groove. That's it's the groovy. name of it. So, yeah, true groove. No, it, is, groovy, yeah. It, it is groovy music, that's and that's an old word, folks. Yep. But it has a great meaning, groovy. My yep. Dave, you said groovy. It told a lot. Remember? And I need you to so they're asking in the chat young. room, too, you guys. So the website to check out what he's talking about, you can go to www.truegroove.nyc. TrueGroove.nyc, and if you want to see Tomas's website, um, it tells everything about him specifically. You can go to TomasDonker.net. So let's ask you a question because we got a little bit of time. What's okay. um what? Okay, so you've already accomplished and worked with some of the biggest people on the planet. Um, you're ha now you're on To Kill a Mockingbird. Like, what's on your bucket list? Like, if you could perform, if you could have, uh, if you could have Tomas Donker and the True Groove All Stars perform with anybody, who would you like to perform with? That oh. you haven't performed with already, because you know you've oh, already performed wow. with everybody. Wow! 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 I mean, I, 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 I have to tell you, I have to tell you, I am, um, I, I am grateful for everything. Sure. I, 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 I want. I, I get the question, Jimmy. You know, it's a valid question. Stinks. Um, I, I, he doesn't like it. He doesn't like it. I, <laughs> I hate that question. There's I so am, many people. I so am many not in, in, in want of anything other than to continue to enjoy, uh, you know, doing what, what we do. You know, what we, what we do really. And, and I, I look forward to, to whoever might come down the road and, and be a part of what we're doing. You never know, you know. Like this mocking, the Actually, that's thing. a really good that's a really good answer. You, know, you never that, know. Yeah, so 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 whoever those people and it, you know, it may not be even playing with someone. It could be writing with someone, or it could be you, you know what I'm saying, there's different levels of collaboration. You never know. It, it could be a, a chance meeting of someone and you, you talk and they say something and they inspire you. You know? Yes. What uh, do I always say to you? you? Know, What's my favorite saying to you? You never know. Yeah, he always says I you never say know. that to Jimmy all the time. Jimmy, yeah. you never know. Because you turn a corner and bingo, you bump into the next big, big let, star. Let me tell you something. Here's, here's something I like to share with people. Anybody who knows me <clears throat> knows that one of my main influences, a real hero in my uh, journey, is Mr. Robbie Robertson from the band. Yes. Okay? Um, he's a major influence in what I do. Not specifically the sound of what I do. Right. But what he achieved with stuff like The Last Waltz, you know, and the whole legacy of that group, the band, and all the people he's worked with as a writer and guitar player and producer. You know, when I was a kid, I used to drag my mother to see The Last Waltz at the Ziegfeld Theater, okay? I can't tell you how many times we went on Sunday afternoons. It was our way of hanging out. And after seeing it maybe the third or fourth time, she said, you know, if this is what you want to do, like I was in high school, she goes, do it. I'm all for it. She goes, I get it. Because this is, this is good. This is a good thing to do. You know, if, if, if one was so fortunate to have a life in music, okay? Well, I was fortunate enough to meet him two years ago. A close friend of mine is actually a, 
his agent. And uh, I was in L.A., and it was at the NAM convention, the North American Music Merchandise Convention out in uh, Disney. You know, the Disney, uh, you know, what's it called down there? The, 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 the pavilion, wherever it is. You know, down there, they have the, the big... Uh, uh, Disney World. Right, right, Disney World, yeah. Um, and I, I got to meet him. He spent about 15 minutes talking over a cup of coffee. And I was able to tell him how, how fortunate I was to sit here and shake his hand. You know, when I was a kid, when I was when I just gotten good enough to write my own songs, I was 14, man, 13, 14. You know, I got to stand right in front of this guy and thank him. You know, man, that's funny. I, that's what he just did with Dionne Warwick. That's what I did with Dionne Warwick. It you took know, me 50 years to tell her what I told her. I waited you know, for 50 fucking years to yeah. tell her, and I know the feeling, and I and I respect you for it. It's a yeah. wonderful thing to. One pay thing that. too, though, is that you're a real musician, though. No, you're to pay yeah. homage to someone with that great respect. So you can do everything, it's though. Beautiful. You produce, you write, you play. You, I mean, there's so many opportunities that can come your way because you're. Because because of the talents that you have developed over the lifetime and lifespan of your career, without and question, yeah. Who, who would know? Who would know that a major mentor? You know, something. I have learned more about music from Yusef Komanyaka, who doesn't play an instrument. You know, you know what I'm saying? Who would? I would have never thought that. Absolutely. Eileen said, said it was amazing when you guys went and saw him, too. Well, he's he's also a, a major, I mean, you know, he's like my, my. I mean, for lack of a better word, he's like my spiritual art art father. I mean, he really is, you know, he's so we've, a major, major person in my, my whole existence, you know. So we've got two minutes. First of all, you guys, I want to tell everybody that um, – you can get Tomas's new album. It's called The Black Magnolia Project. It's available everywhere you want to go. I put it in my car. Yes. Oh, that's like an Academy Award for our show. Not everybody wow. goes in my car. Oh, wow. not everybody. I'm honored. I'm oh, honored. Be very honored because you should see who's in my car. Oh, my God. The biggest people in the world, the greatest music people. I believe that. I believe oh, so you're up you there with, like, all, you're with Johnny and, and, and Doris. His favorite is Johnny Mathis. And Peggy oh, no. Lee. You're oh, okay. in there with everybody. You're in there with everybody. So you guys also, um, uh, so it's called the Black Magnolia Project. You can get it everywhere. If you're in New York, you want to get tickets to Kill a Mockingbird after June 9th so you can see Tomas on, on stage. Yeah. And uh, you can see him. Well, you'll see him in the pit. He's got great, great. No, he's not in the pit. He's on no, stage. Shit. You're on. Oh, tell me about it. Shut up, Jimmy. You have one tell minute. Tell me about <laughs> it. How are, you, how are you on stage? Well, I'm actually, there's only two musicians in the show. And we are positioned front stage right and front stage left. Oh, fuck. And, I, and, and I'm, in, I'm in costume. I'm in costume. Woo! And actually, where, I'm, where I would be positioned is actually the colored section of the courthouse scenes. Wow. That's so cool, you guys. So it's you got to get tickets, you guys. Now it's, you're a Broadway it's, actor. It's, 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 <laughs> it's TomasDonker.net, you guys. T-O-M-A-S-D-O-N-C-K-E-R.net. We got to go. But we wish you all the luck with all of it. I think it's, like, fantastic. And uh, good luck with the record label. We love everything you're doing. And we're going to bring you back in another couple of weeks you and get some other people you on here, too. So. Thank you so much. You, Thank you so much. Ron, you are the man. Don't no, you're the, you're the man. Don't, Don't change, change. Ron. 
No, listen, you're, you're the guy. You're the guy because listen to me. You're on fucking Broadway playing a guitar on the stage. That to me is ace, ace, ace. You, you gotta kidding? like love it. All right, Tomas, Please. thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. Everybody, thank you for tuning in to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Everybody, we Please. had a really good time. Bye bye. We had a great time. Thanks to Tomas Donker and uh, Dion Warren. And Ron. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. All right, Tomas, thanks. Thank All right. Ciao, Tomas. Bye. Scotty Bye. J, Danielle, thank you guys so much, and we'll see everybody next week. We hope you guys had a good time. We did. And chat room, everybody, thank you so much, and we'll see you guys next and week. And get have that a- album because the saxophone is so fabulous. And have a great weekend, everybody. Bye. Bye now. Yeah. Sitting down and designing Why every man never thinking What are we gonna be wearing? Yo, I'm a Liverpool MC You can't test me Big up the girls inside the party Let's get down to crazy Jimmy Big up myself and all this Alfie